Lulad. What a weekend, baby. I love this setup, man. I, college football, take as much time as you need. I love the Saturday games, man. Here we are today. I'm Andrew Cooper, a.k.a. Coupe Fiasco on Twitter. Coop, there it is on Reddit. I'm with Fancy Alarm, Better Sports Network. And what we're doing every Monday, breaking down the important usage from this week, right? This show is very specific in what we do. There's a lot of content I put out, like the yin and yang tight end. That's about balancing upside with floor. Uh, we do waiver articles. We do all sorts of stuff. This one's very specific. What we're doing here is looking to figure out who we can trust and who we can't trust. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that these spike weeks oftentimes come from players we trust. The whole notion of just starting a boom bust guy and getting that boom week, it doesn't really happen like that. And it can definitely make you lose your fantasy playoffs. The boom weeks, like, Three touchdowns from Christian McCaffrey, well, that's a player we can trust. Sam Laporta, of course, a player we can trust, right? You look around and you see Trey Tucker score two touchdowns. There are people out there, no joke, there are people out there that will pick up Trey Tucker and will start him next week and they will probably lose, right? So all year long, we've been going through and saying, who can we trust? Who's going up? Who's going down? How do we prepare for fantasy playoffs where you need to score, you need to have guys you can trust three weeks in a row, right? And there are people out there that ignore it, too. Like, I've been telling you all year, don't start Taysom Hill. You can start him for a one-week spot, start for bye weeks and stuff, but are you going to trust him for three weeks in a row in fantasy playoffs? Of course, he goes out and scores one point. And guess what? There are people that are going to start him again next week. They're going to start him again next week, even if they survive this week, of course. And it's just it's bad process. So here we are. Let's get into it. There's no bye weeks this week. And we have Brit's show, Brit's Blitz, coming up right after this, where she's going to get out the therapy couch. That's going to be a really fun one. So if you have any complaining to do, if you have some sore spots, if you have some prayers that you need for tonight, hang out after this show for Brit's Blitz, because that's going to be a fun one. In this one, we go through the rubble and we figure out who went off this week, who didn't, and who we can trust next week. So we're going to go alphabetically, as always, by city name. That means first up, Arizona Cardinals. And let me tell you, Marquise Brown, this is a problem you run into in fantasy playoffs all the time. When guys don't practice all week and then they play, you have to make a decision on whether you can handle that risk or not. And I just want to say real quick, shout out to the chat. Robert Flores, what's up, buddy? Dan Schwartz in the house. We're going to talk about Dalton Kincaid for sure. We're going to talk about the gloves. We're going to talk about the game script. Uh, Stephanie, what's up? How are we doing today? Doing, I'm doing phenomenal, man, because I love football. I'm trying to treasure every last bit. And we have a hopefully a good game tonight. we got to keep an eye on Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, Arizona Cardinals, you have to be very careful with these guys that don't practice all week. At a certain level, you got to decide if you can deal with the possibility that this person leaves the game or the possibility that they, they go off on your bench, right? Two polar examples. Chris Godwin didn't practice all week. He goes out, has a big game. Marquise Brown struggled all week with a heel issue. And guess what? He left the game very early, uh, only played 24 snaps, didn't get a single target before he left. So Marquise Brown, got to be very careful with these guys. And uh, honestly, the tiebreaker for me uh, at times is the health level of some of these guys. Some of the players, you have to start them no matter what. But a guy like Marquise Brown, hopefully you had a better option. Uh, With him out, what we saw was Michael Wilson, who returned from his neck issues. He led the team in snaps. He played 65 of 74, ran 40 of 45 routes. Not necessarily a guy we can trust unless it's a very deep league. Albert, what's up? See you in the chat, brother. But, I mean, he's at least out there running a big snap share. If I'm going to go with one of these guys, it's probably going to be him. 
Now, coming in behind him was Greg Dorch, 48 snaps, Rondell Moore, 47. That's out of 74. So Michael Wilson was the only guy that really played the whole game. But Greg Dorch and Rondell Moore did mix in a couple carries. So, you know, they're kind of dart throwish guys. But if Marquise Brown's going to be out, you know, I'm looking at Michael Wilson and looking at Rondell Moore as the two guys that I like best there. Uh, the guy that I really like best in the real story here is Trey McBride. This guy, we I deliberated on the tight ends, as always, on Tuesday for – Hours. When I said I was going to look at just McBride and Ingram and Kincaid and likely for three hours, I did that right after the show. I sat there for three hours going through every little thing before posting my updated rankings. And I got to tell you, I the only thing holding me back on Trey McBride was the matchup. And at the end of the day, I said, you know what? This guy's a focal point of his offense. He is locked in. They cannot even begin to compete against a 49ers team without him being involved. And at the end of the day, I ranked him four. Travis Kelsey won. Hawkinson and Laporta were in their own tier at two and three. And then he was four because I trust this guy. He came out, he had 11 targets, right? Trey McBride's locked in and his schedule gets better from here on out. So you're feeling good there. Last thing on this team, James Conner came out, had, uh, he led the team in carries, which he always will. The thing is guys like this that split the pass work, it kind of hurts a bit when the game script's not positive. So James Conner's the only guy you could trust out of this group. Uh, and in certain matchups, I don't mind him, but just know that, Amari DiMercato ran 13 routes. James Conner ran 15. Michael Carter ran 14. Carters were mostly in garbage time. And DiMercato played when, uh, you know, before it, it turned into a real blowout. But just know James Conner, not fully wheels up, but good enough, right? And what's up, Brett? We were just shouting out your show. I'm tilting too. I got some serious matchups going on. Let me know in the chat what you guys need to happen, where you guys are at, how you did this week. So, uh, yeah, and I see on that Schwartz. I love when every tight end goes off. Makes my life easier, right? Uh, but yeah, Kincaid killed us on that. We'll talk about that. Another tight end we were avoiding this week is in this next game, Atlanta Falcons. 52 snaps this week, right? Brutal game for Bijan Robinson. And I'll tell you what, this is why we were avoiding these guys is this was a torrential weather game. And you look at a coach like Arthur Smith, who has these preconceived notions in his mind about these certain players, right? Like he told us earlier in the year, Tyler Algiers is like big ground and pound goal line back. Like he's the dude. And Sure enough, when it became a bad weather game, Tyler Algier got 14 carries. Bijan only got seven. Even though Bijan played more snaps, ran more routes, they really couldn't throw the ball. They didn't even try. They only dropped back to pass 20 times. So Drake London ran 18 routes out of 20. Daryl Hodge and Justin Jefferson ran the second most with six. So the only guys we could even begin to trust on this team are Drake London, who ran 18 routes, Kyle Pitts, who ran 14, and Bijan. I'm not going to start Tyler Algier because we're probably not going to get a game script like this again. And the thing is, the reality is that I know it was a bad game, bad weather game, but for Kyle Pitts, he still, you know, he only ran 14 routes, but 14 out of 20 isn't bad. The two weeks before, 90% both. So I'm not going to fade this guy in the ground just because of a bad matchup. Same with Drake London, right? We fade him against the Jets. He does poorly. Next week, good matchup. We're back. He has 100 yards. This week, torrential downpour, crazy wind, we're off. You got to play it that way. So, you know, this week we talk about what happened in, in, in this show. Tomorrow we talk about waivers, right? We're going to have lightning round. We're going to have uh, alarm fantasy football, as always, from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with me and Howard Bender. We're going to help you with waivers. Wednesday, that's when we get into the meat and potatoes and the matchups coming up. Quick outs with me and John and Pemba, alarm fantasy football again. On Thursday, you got getting buzzed and then alarm fantasy football. And then on Friday, we're going to bring a guest on. Uh, we'll see who it's going to be. Last week we had Justin Boone. We'll take a look at our FFPC lineup from that. 
Uh, I see Anthony in the chat saying he needs Lockett to go for 89 points, 89 yards or 89 points. 89 yards is reasonable, 89 impossible. Uh, and yeah, Don, we'll get into that. Shout out Donnie, dude, one of my one of my good buddies, a uh, a champion uh, memory athlete, dude. Pretty cool. But Don, yeah, we're gonna get into Likely or Kincaid. I'll tell you, it's gonna be tough because the matchup favors Kincaid, but Likely is in a better spot. And yes. Uh, once we're we're going alphabetical by city, so we should get to Kincaid shortly. We just did the Atlanta Falcons. That's the end of the A's. A's are down. Now we're on to the B's, Baltimore Ravens. This game, honestly, man, full of heartbreak. Across the board, I mean, you've got Zay Flowers, who probably was the biggest bust of all the fantasy options this week at wide receiver. I mean, we talk about guys that are rostered in 90% of leagues. One catch for seven yards. Nobody did worse than that of the guys rostered in that many leagues that didn't get hurt. So Zay Flowers got you there. Keaton Mitchell, in terms of getting hurt, I mean, Ravens cursed. There's been a ton of talk about it. I read an article out. Uh, I think it's already up on Fantasy Alarm on, on uh, just some takeaways from this week. You know, we always go through. But, I mean, man, that was – that's a heartbreaker. And it, it happens to this team every year, right? They had the 2021. They lost J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill was dealing with some issues. And then 2022, you know, both those guys missed eight games. Justice Hill missed a couple games. And then this year, Justice Hill is dealing with a toe injury. You lose J.K. Dobbins to the Achilles. Now you lose Keaton Mitchell. He's done for the year, they've already pretty much told us. So, yeah, pretty gross on that front. Uh, For the other wide receivers, they've rotated a ton. So Zay Flowers played 32 of – he ran 32 of 32 routes – Odell ran 19, Bateman ran 18, Aguilar ran 14. If one of those guys were to get hurt, you know, obviously we don't root for that. But if that were to happen, then we could trust them a little more because the three wide receivers would probably all play the whole game. But now we get this, like, guessing game. Is it going to be an Odell game like it's been? Or is it going to be a Rashad Bateman game like it was this week with six targets? I don't really like anybody except Zay Flowers, and even he is kind of hard to trust. Uh, Isaiah likely it, though. So we talked about all those other guys played ran less than 20 routes. Isaiah likely ran 28 of 32. Isaiah Flowers ran 32 of 32. No one else ran more than 20. Isaiah likely is in that Mark Andrews role, right? He's doing his best Mark Andrews impression. Obviously, he's not Mark Andrews, but we'll take it, man. Like in this tight end landscape, you have to be looking out for these guys. Likely is definitely a guy that I trust, honestly, rest of way. The question is, do you have two of these guys and do you have one that's better? Like if you have Trey McBride and likely, you're sitting in a good spot, but you're probably starting McBride. But again, that's for... Tomorrow with the yin and yang tight end article on who to roster. And then Thursday we do the ranking. Like we cover you top to bottom at tight end. You don't have to worry about tight end. We take care of that. Uh, And then running back now, I guess it's going to be Gus Edwards as a starter. And then Justice Hill on pass down. So Gus probably wasn't on many waiver wires, but if he is, you got to go out and get him. And Justice Hill is now kind of interesting, obviously, as a pass catching back. Uh, Here it is. Buffalo Bills. Let's talk Dalton Kincaid. So if your Bills underperform this week, as uh, Don kind of pointed out in the chat, you can blame the Dallas Cowboys for that. The Dallas Cowboys are to blame because they could not keep this game competitive. End of story. Like, they could not keep it rocking, and that it should have been a 50-point over-under shootout because they couldn't keep it going. The Bills just ran the ball all game. How often do you see a Bills team drop back to pass 19 times? That's fewer times than the Falcons, dude. The Bills just were too dominant on the ground. So you got a great game from James Cook, obviously, 25 carries. I mean, this team ran the ball 46 times because that's all they needed to do. So shout out to Britt Flynn's Cowboys, dude. Way to go. Now, 
with Dalton Kincaid, what you saw happen was this. He, uh, somebody pointed out he was wearing, there's different types of gloves. I actually used to work at Model Sporting Goods. So uh, that was a selling point on selling people multiple pairs of gloves is that in the, uh, when it's nice out, you want like the synthetic gloves, right? Like those are amazing. It's almost stick them, but those do not work when they get wet. So when you get wet, you want either two types of gloves. There's leather leather gloves that work well. Yeah, shout out uh, Adam Bernard in the chat. Got to go to Moe's. Got to go to Models. So the uh, leather gloves work great in the the in the bad conditions, snow ideally. And then they have these rain gloves that when they get wet, they actually work fantastic, right? So uh, yeah, so it is your fault. It's you and all Cowboys fans' fault. You have to. Well, if you guys get to celebrate when they're awesome, you and Jim Bowden and everybody else has to take the blame when they're bad. That's the rules. Uh, so yeah, so he was wearing the wrong gloves, dropped a couple of passes, and again, the thumb could have partially been to blame for that as well. To be honest, so, uh, but he, you know, he dropped a couple of passes, changed his gloves, but by that point, they were already pretty much done throwing the football. So they ran out more snaps for. Uh, you know, Dawson Knox, obviously, you know, he played 41 snaps, only ran nine routes, nine of 19. Dalton Kincaid played 33 snaps, ran 13 routes out of 19, which 13 of 19 is not bad. I mean, Stephon Diggs ran 16 routes, right? 16 routes for Stephon Diggs. But that's the way it goes in these game scripts. So what are you going to do? Diggs only got five targets, only two for Kincaid. They only threw, they only actually threw the ball 13 times, right? So, I mean, I'm still going to be in on Kincaid where I have to be. People are going to fade him way too far, far based on what happened here. Like it's not his fault. But again, I want to see him practice in full with the shoulder and the thumb before we can truly trust him. So there you go. You know, James, James Cook, obviously a star here. And, you know, I'm Gabe Davis now has four games out of the last six where he didn't catch a pass. What? Talk about guys we can't trust, like even in DFS. So it's Diggs, it's Kincaid. It's James Cook. That's the deal with that team. But yeah, game script will kill you. And that's one of those things where you could not have known. That's that's what we call a bad beat in poker, right? Like you went all in with, you know, full house kings and queens and the other guy had a full house with kings and aces, right? Like there you go. You know, like a 50 point over under game is supposed to be a shootout. This was supposed to be a competitive game and it wasn't. So don't blame yourself for that one. That's part of the fun. You know what I mean? We put ourselves in giving ourselves the best odds to succeed, but luck is always going to be a part of this game. We like to pretend like it's not, but it is. We're just incrementally increasing our odds. That's why we, over the grand scheme of a lot of leagues and a lot of years, are going to win more trophies than everybody else, but we're going to have these bad beats at times. Way she goes. Carolina Panthers, next team. Again, weird weather. Uh, 66 snaps. They only threw 23 times as well. So with this team, Adam Thielen, you can trust to be out there. Jonathan Mingo, you can trust to be out there. DJ Chark is the one that I don't trust. Sometimes he plays the whole game. Sometimes he mixes and matches. Only got two targets this week, but it's been that way. But Thielen and Mingo are guys that you can use. I mean, you're just at the whim of their ability to catch balls from Bryce Young, who's been pretty rough. But again, he's a rookie quarterback, so we have to give him time. And, you know, they're changing over the coaching, all that. So I want to give him time. Trevor Lawrence didn't look good as a rookie, you know, and the jury's still out on him. And we got to give these guys time. So I don't – bashing Bryce Young, it just – it seems unnecessary after one year. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, a guy that now – once they fired Deuce Staley and the coaching staff, he's gotten 20 carries in every single week, every single game. So you can trust this guy. They're in. They're in on Miles Sanders. And of the tight ends, I don't trust any of them. I wouldn't even use Tommy Tremble in a DFS dart throw. He ran 20 of 30 routes. Sometimes Steven Sullivan runs more than him. 
Hayden Hurst is done for the year most likely. But, yeah, I just really do have no interest in Tommy Tremble or Ian Thomas or Steven Sullivan. There's just too many options out there. Next team, Chicago Bears, 72 snaps. DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney almost always play the whole game. Both of them, 63 snaps out of 72 for both these players, 43 out of 45 routes for Mooney, right? He just is not – he's not clicking with Justin Fields. So, again, Mooney, you can't trust it. Crazy he dropped that Hail Mary, too. I mean, like it was in his hands. But I saw somewhere someone pointed out that with that play, had he caught that, they would have fallen to the 12th pick instead of the 5th pick. So in the grand scheme of things for a team that isn't going to compete or win this year, dropping that pass was actually good for everybody except him and I guess the people around him that care about winning. But as a deep-cut fan, you're kind of rooting for draft picks at this point. Uh, Cole Komet played 62 of 72 snaps. 33 of 45 routes run, seven targets. I'm still waiting on the pass blocking info. We usually pull that from our friends over at Pro Football Focus. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Actually, I think it's out right now. So let me just take a little peek at that. Uh, that's the, the concern for this guy is every once in a while he'll block on a bunch of pass plays. We've had games of six, seven, eight, and he doesn't run as many routes. One of those games, he didn't catch a single pass. Only four this week. So not so bad, uh, especially against a team with a good pass rush. So Cole Komet, back end, tight end one. Front end, tight end two, trust him where you have to. That's the deal with him. Uh, with the running backs, I don't trust any of these guys. And the reason is Matt Eberflus came out and said he determines who gets the snaps based on who has the better week of practice. He straight up said that to a reporter. It's in the Chicago Sun-Times. I, I tweeted it out the other day. That's why people are coming and saying, oh, yeah, Donta Foreman's back. He's the starter. Well, hold on. The coach said that the week of practice determines who's going to get the most touches, so maybe it won't be him. And guess what? This week, it was 17 snaps for Khalil Herbert, 18 for Donta Foreman, and 37 for Roshan Johnson. Roshan did play 21 pass plays to only five each for the other two guys. So if we think the Bears are going to lose in the game, I'm definitely leaning Roshan if I have to start someone. If they, we think they're going to steamroll, I might start Donta Foreman, but I really don't want to use any of these guys. They each got five, six, six carries. Like, I don't know, man. I don't trust any of that. Um, next team, Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase is going to miss time. They're saying that he's hurt with the shoulder. In fact, his shoulder was so hurt that he was too hurt to get an MRI. So they're going to do it today. So we'll see what that says, but they're, they're pretty much saying that he's probably a lock to miss some time. So you're going to have Tyler, you're going to have Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and Trenton Irwin. Irwin's the next man up, but they do mix and match a bit. Uh, Nathan Yonke over at PFF. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, says that they're probably going to mix and match. Andre Yoshiva and Charlie Jones and those other guys. So I don't really trust him either. It's really just T Higgins and Tyler Boyd if he's out. Uh, Tanner Hudson ran 22 routes of 47. He's a DFS dart throw, but because he's not running 75, 80% of the routes or even 50%, like 22 of 47 is not 50%. We can't really trust the guy. The targets are there, but we want to have, like, we don't want a guy where his ceiling is five targets. We want a guy that's getting four or five targets and his ceiling is 10. And there's enough of those guys out there, unless, you know, unless people in your league really stashed them all on you, there should be enough of those guys out there that you can have somebody that gives you that, you know, four or five targets, but also has higher upside than what Tanner Hudson gives you. Like, I know he can catch a touchdown pass. They did a little play where he almost threw a touchdown pass or they wanted him to throw one, but it's just hard to trust that guy. DFS, though, for sure. If he's going to keep being $3,000 on DraftKings, we'll get him in there. Uh, Joe Mixon, this was honestly – the most shocking one for me, because I you watch the game and you're like, wow, you know, these guys are splitting everything. 
and then you go and look at the snaps and sometimes it is a bit jarring where it's like, wow, I guess maybe I miscalculated that when I was watching. You would have thought that Joe Mixon and Chase Brown would have been closer because they each got three targets. Mixon got 10 carries. Chase Brown got seven. So you think, oh, yeah, that's such a good kind of right down the middle. Joe Mixon played 49 snaps and Chase Brown played only 13. So when Chase Brown's in the game, he's getting the ball, but he's not playing a big snap share. So for me, it's kind of tough to to start that guy right now. I want to have him stashed in case something happens to Mixon or in case they do hit an even split at some point here. But right now, it's really not as even as you might think. So going with guys like Chase Brown or Tyler Algier, who do get carries when they're in the game, I, sometimes I feel like it's getting a little too cute. So be careful with that, with the Chase Brown. I know he looks good. He looks explosive, but they still love Joe Mixon. Chase Brown himself was quoted as saying, he this guy's a battering ram, and that's how they want to use him. So Joe Mixon's the guy that's going to be scoring the touchdowns there. But Chase Brown, very exciting. It's the exact kind of guy I want to stash in Dynasty. But in redraft, I just I don't know where and when he's going to break off these big plays, and Joe Mixon's getting the goal line work. So I don't really trust that guy. Next team, Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, those are the three guys. They play the whole game. Uh, the problem is we thought we could trust Elijah Moore. He gets three targets. Cedric Tillman gets eight. I don't know. Amari Cooper is the guy we should have at the top. I mean, and the other part is David Njoku has been heavily involved. He's been awesome. I even faded him a little bit this week because I didn't like the matchup with the Bears, but he's locked in, man. 14 targets this week, 14 for David Njoku. you got to be pumped if you got that guy. So David Njoku, there's a – more than I've ever seen, there's a ton of good tight end options this year. So if you waited on tight end especially, you're looking pretty good. So uh, Dave and Joku we're in on. And then at running back, Jerome Ford gets more pass work. He ran 20 routes to only nine, nine for Kareem Hunt. And then they split the carries, eight for Ford, seven for Hunt. So I can, I can handle Ford, especially in good matchups there. Hunt a little tougher to start. Uh, Dallas Cowboys came out 57 snaps. Brutal game for them. Uh, they kind of they kind of killed us here, man. Lamb, of course, is always going to do his thing. He had the rushing touchdown. So we love starting Lamb and FFPC and, and stuff like that. Uh, Brandon Cooks is next. And then Gallup and Tolbert, they split the snaps. So really can't trust those guys. And Brandon Cooks is kind of hard to trust himself. Uh, I will always use Tony Pollard because he's getting the bulk of the work in all phases, 41 snaps. I know Rico Dattle plays a little bit, but Pollard had more carries, 11 to 3. He ran double the routes of Rico Dowdle. So I'm still in on Pollard. And Jake Ferguson actually quietly had the best usage he's had all year. 36 routes run out of 41 possible. So the return of Peyton Hendershot, Luke Schoonmaker, whatever, hasn't really affected him much. Uh, while we're talking about C.D. Lamb and how we always use him at FFPC, let's take a quick second just to look at how we did this week with FFPC. For those that don't know, FFPC, thank you, Adam Bernard, pulling that right up, dude. Pretty smooth. Uh for those that don't know, uh, right now we're comparing our team to the top place team. We're in fifth, pay, fifth place. So we're in the money right now with two guys left. And a few of these teams have nobody left. You know, one guy, a couple of these guys have two guys left. Maybe they have the same guys as us. Maybe they don't. But there's a possibility that we put up some numbers here and then we move on up. So shout out Justin Boone, who was my guest last week. We went in and drafted this. If you want to draft an FFPC team, uh, use promo code COOP at myffpc.com. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. And I love this format because you can start anyone you want as long as you don't start two guys from the same team. That's the rub. So look at this team of megastars. Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup. I mean, come on now. 
the two people that let us down. When you look at the top team versus ours, we both had Lamar, we both had CMC. Them starting Kyron Williams while we started Derrick Henry was the difference maker in score. Because we all both started Lamb. I guess they all started, they also started in Joku while we started Kelsey. What a power move by them. They didn't start any Chiefs. Wow. Those rascals. What a move, right? Who is this? Ball so hard. That's bold. No Chiefs, dude. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so we have AJ Brown left and our kicker, Jason Myers. So it uh, looks like they could have the same players. Maybe we pivot to Devonta Smith to see if we can pull a sneaky on him. What if Devonta Smith scores more than A.J. Brown? I think maybe that's the play. I think we're going to have to do that. I'm going to pop in and do that right after the show because you can do little things like that to give yourself an advantage. It's, it's kind of cool. So hopefully we'll finish in the money on this one. I'll let you guys know on uh, on Friday show whether we do that. But uh, pretty cool format. I really enjoy it. And you want to make sure you have money in there. You're all set up for the playoff challenge because that's their best challenge. You go in there and you do the same thing. You can only pick one player from each team, but it's for the whole playoffs. So if you pick, you know, a chief, you pick Patrick Mahomes and he loses round one, you're without your quarterback rest of the way. So there's extra layers of strategy to it. I really like it. That's their, that's their premier format for weekly stuff. So go check that out. Myffpc.com promo code coop gets you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. So yeah, that's it. Let's jump that off, Adam Bernard. Get back into what we're doing here because again, no bye weeks this week, so we got to grind through. There's a lot of games here. There's a lot of stuff that happened, and you don't want to be caught with your pants down in fantasy playoffs because you didn't pay attention to what happened and why it happened. And you're starting some guy that scored two touchdowns that'll never do that again, or you're benching a guy that played against the Dallas Cowboys that didn't put up a fight, or or played in a rainstorm, or played in a windstorm, or somebody got hurt and you didn't know it. So let's go through. Wrap it up, get ready for the week, you know, clean it up, and then we can relax. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Uh, Denver Broncos, 64 total snaps. Corlin Sutton led again, 33 of 35 routes. Jerry Judy, is he used to play the same amount as Sutton. He's now in the rotation with the other guys. So I really don't trust Jerry Judy. I know he got five targets, but he played 41 snaps, ran 24 routes. Sutton played 59, ran 33. So Sutton's way ahead here. 33 for Sutton, 24 for Judy, 21 for Lil Jordan Humphrey, 17 for Marvin Mims. They're rotating everybody in and out. And at tight end, it's the same way. Adam Trotman ran 10 routes. Lucas Kroll, the Kroll, the Warrior King, ran 22 routes out of 35. So Kroll is a DFS dart throw, I guess, but I don't trust any of those guys. From this team, I basically trust Sutton, Russell Wilson if I have to, and then Javante Williams. Javante Williams got 12 carries to six for P. Ryan. They both, he ran nine routes. Samaje ran eight routes. But again, I can deal with that split. If he's getting all the carries and splitting the pass work, we can handle that. So we're in on that. I have no problem there. But yeah, though I, I'm done with Jerry Judy personally. If he goes off, then he'll be going off on my bench. And I don't really have Jerry Judy anywhere anyway. So whatever. Uh, Detroit Lions, 66 snaps. Amon Ross St. Brown, star. Sam Laporta, star. Jared Goff, five touchdowns, star. Montgomery, Gibbs. Both those guys are getting the work. I know Monty in the positive game script got 17 carries to 11 for Gibbs. They both ran 16 routes. Doesn't matter. Jameer Gibbs is one of the most efficient players on very limited snaps. I'll start them both. I'll start Monty. I'll start Gibbs. You're starting Laporta. You're starting Amara St. Brown. The other one here, the guy that I'm looking to stash, Jamison Williams. His usage is picking up. He had seven targets this week, but we've seen that happen before where guys come out and they get a bunch of targets, but the snaps don't match up. He ran 26 routes. Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta ran 28. Like, we're right there with Jameson Williams. Like, he is 
picking things up at the right time. And there's a few of those guys, guys that we see going down and guys that we see going up. Jamison Williams is going up at exactly the right time. Kind of tough to start him, but you want to stash that guy because you never know where you might have a situation where maybe somebody gets hurt and you need that guy in championship week. I've seen people, I started Ryan Fitzpatrick in a league. He threw six touchdown passes one year. Last year, Howard Bender had to start Isaiah Hodgins in an industry league, and he won that league, right? I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen. Brashad Perriman winning people leagues. You got to keep paying attention, drop the deadwood from your bench, add Jamison Williams, right? There's a possibility. There's a possibility this guy is good, and he just needed to earn the trust, get the snaps. So that's a guy I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, Green Bay Packers, 60 snaps this week. Romeo Dubs led. Sad one here. Jaden Reed left the game with a toe injury. So he leaves the game. Uh, Romeo Dubs and Dontavian Wicks kept their jobs on the outside. They both led the team in routes run from the outside. Uh, Malik Heath picked up snaps. Bo Melton also did too. And we're going to have to double check to see. Uh, I want to just make sure that Bo Melton didn't play a bunch of snaps in the slot because you would think Malik, Malik Heath fills in for Dontavian Wicks when he's out. But, you know, you you I do worry sometimes – that Bo Melton might be a slot specialist. And if, uh, you know, if our guy's going to be out, Jaden Reed, then maybe he's going to pick up those slot snaps. So let me just, let me double check for you guys right now. I want to be safe on that. I mean, he did play eight snaps in the slot. I don't know. So it's tough to just say that Malik Heath is the next guy up. I don't, I'm not going to just roll Malik Heath in the lineup anyway. It moves up dubs. It moves up wicks if Jaden Reed is out. Uh, Tucker Craft also with Luke Musgrave out. Got a decent amount. I mean, he ran 39 of 41 routes, which is awesome for him. Uh, we have to consider that, you know, he has blocked on pass plays in the past, but still, if Jaden Reed's going to be out, Tucker Craft moving on up. So feeling good there. Uh, and then at running back, interesting split here with A.J. Dillon out. It, it's usually A.J. D- Aaron Jones starts and gets like all the pass work and then splits the run work with A.J. Dillon. With A.J. Dillon out, Aaron Jones took over the A.J. Dillon role getting 13 carries, leading in that front. And then Patrick Taylor supplemented him on pass downs. So they looked around the room and they said, who does what? Patrick Taylor is not going to run between the tackles, but he can operate on pass plays. So that's how we're going to supplement Aaron Jones. They didn't give Aaron Jones the full job. He was also coming off an injury. So Aaron Jones ran 13 routes. Patrick Taylor ran 17. So I think what we're going to get is probably more of that moving forward. Aaron Jones, you start him. He's healthy. So then moving forward, we start him. And but he'll probably still split the snaps with Patrick Taylor to some degree. So we don't just move uh, Aaron Jones up to like RB5, right? But, I mean, with A.J. Dillon out, we're definitely throwing Aaron Jones in lineups. We just wanted to see one week of him healthy and not leaving the game and not playing a partial snap share, which he kind of did play a partial snap share. 29 of 60 snaps is under 50%. So, But Aaron Jones, we're in. Like, I got him a few spots, so I'm happy to see him get a ton of carries. That's great news. Uh, Next team, Houston Texans. 77 snaps. You had Case Keenum out there. Uh, here's what they did. Just like we talked about last week, as we predicted, Hutch, uh, Xavier Hutchinson took over for Nico Collins. He's the big boy on the outside. So he took that role. And then Noah Brown played his slot role. Robert Woods played outside. Noah Brown obviously shined this week, 11 targets. So Noah Brown, as long as Nico Collins is out, I'm not sure if he's going to be out again. But if he is out, Noah Brown, now that's the guy that we're using. For sure, because he's had monster games so far, and he just had 11 targets. So Noah Brown, got to be on the radar. Uh, but Nico Collins could be back, so we'll have to see. Dalton Schultz took his job back from Brevin Jordan. 34 of 40 routes, which is pretty good for him, five targets. 
in a tough matchup. He's got a tough matchup against the Browns next week. Then he's got a tough matchup again against the Titans. So I try and start someone else. If you have no one else, then you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Devin Singletary, 58 of 77 snaps this week. Damian Pierce played four snaps. Devin Singletary got 26 carries and five targets. This guy is locked in. We told you we were drafting him in best ball because of the uncertainty, because he's better on pass downs. Didn't expect it to get like this, but we're happy to have him. If if I win some best ball leagues, Devin Singletary will be a big part of that. So shout out Devin Singletary. That's my boy right there. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, 67 snaps. Pittman left with an injury. Pittman had a great game in only 21 snaps. Just imagine how good this game would have been for him. They played 67 total. He only played 21, got five targets, did everything he did. This guy could have had an even better game. Uh, what they did is they put DJ Montgomery right into his role. So it was DJ Montgomery and Alec Pierce playing every snap. Josh Downs, they clearly view him as only a part-time guy, right? Because if with Pittman, like DJ Montgomery played more snaps than Josh Downs and Montgomery didn't even start playing until Pittman went out. So it'll probably be Montgomery as the split end, which is what Pittman played and Alec Pierce across from him and Downs still in his slot role. So we were already kind of off Downs. Unfortunately, in Dynasty, we love Downs, but hard to trust him. With Pittman out, I mean, he probably should get more targets. But again, uh, you got to look around at your options and see what you can what you can truly trust and what you can't. Right uh, at tight end, I'm not I'm not using any of these guys. Mo Ali Cox led in snaps, but only ran nine of 32 routes. Colin Granson ran 12 of 32. Only got one target. Will Mallory was hardly involved this week. So he was a dart throw for us. Didn't really do anything. And then at running back, Zach Moss left with an injury. We'll have to see an update on him. But if he's out and Jonathan Taylor's out, looks like Trey Sermon is the dude. Trey Sermon got 18 carries. They mixed in Tyler Goodson. But Sermon's the guy that got the bulk of the work, and that's the guy I would go for. So if you're looking for, you know, waiver moves to make, keep an eye on the Zach Moss news. Obviously, waivers are tomorrow anyway. But Trey Sermon is definitely going to be on the radar if uh, Zach Moss injury is serious. Uh, Britt, let me know or anybody else if you have any info on that, uh, any update on that. Let me know what's up with Zach Moss. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 62 snaps. Zay Jones left late with a hamstring. That one, not many people noticed because it was so late, but he left. Tim Jones came in. Uh, you're not going to use Tim Jones. We've had plenty of opportunities to see Tim Jones. Not interested. If, if Zay Jones is out, it's Calvin Ridley, obviously. Parker Washington in the slot. Probably more interesting than Tim Jones for me. Tim Jones is just kind of a placeholder. And, you know, Jamal Agnew had the big touchdown, and Elijah Cook split a little bit, but you're not going to roll those guys out in fantasy playoffs. Evan Ingram is a guy you stick with. 38 of 48 routes, got six targets. It was a bad matchup. We said it was a bad matchup. He's got better matchups coming. Uh, Britt in the chat, always trustworthy with the injury stuff. Zach Moss feels good. They're going to monitor him, but Stefania Bill said there's a good chance Taylor returns this week anyway, so yeah. Trey Sermon, I'd rather not worry about Trey Sermon, honestly. So that's good news to me. I'd rather just have Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss. I don't want to be dealing with Trey Sermon business, right? Uh, so good. Because he's already – guys like that, I mean, well, I know we've seen plenty of stories where guys bounce around to multiple teams and then they find the right fit and the right scheme and then they do blow up and everyone's like, oh, wow, why are these teams all pass on them? But, like, Trey Sermon had his opportunity with the 49ers, which would have been amazing if he did pan out there. He had an opportunity with the Eagles, which would have been amazing if he panned out there. Like, he had a chance to – to stop through with two of the best rushing offenses in the league, and it didn't really work out. So I don't really – hard for me to trust that guy at this stage of the game. And now he's with the Colts, another amazing rushing offense with Quentin Nelson and the gang there. So he's gotten a lot of opportunities. Meanwhile, some of these other teams, like Najee Harris has been stuck on you know, the, the Steelers' his entire career. 
So there you go. Another one, Brits dropping here, that Isaiah Pacheco will return this week. Nice. Uh, that's also good news because the next team we're going to talk about, Kansas City Chiefs, is next up in alphabetical order right after Jacksonville Jaguars. Look how that happens, Britt. So Pacheco is back. We don't really have to think about CEH or Jerick McKinnon anymore then if he's back because he was getting all the work before, and it's his job. Uh, a guy that we love right now, Rashi Rice, 60 of 65 snaps. That's going to be a season high for any wide receiver on the Chiefs. He's the only guy that's played more than 70% of his snaps in the game since week two MVS. So we love Rice. We're not starting Tony. We're not starting Sky Moore. We're not starting Richie James. We're not starting Marcus Valdez-Scantling. We're not starting Justin Watson. I don't care about the rotation now that we have one guy that's playing all the snaps. So we are loving Rashi Rice. And I'll tell you what, Travis Kelsey, we told we had him in the fades for our DFS article for a reason. You have to start him in your fantasy leagues when you have Travis Kelsey. I'm telling you right, right now, folks, and I'll tweet this out later too. Uh, Travis Kelsey is going to show people over the next few games and few weeks why he is the tight end one, why he is the, the number one tight end. I mean, he got seven targets this week in a game script that was terrible where they didn't really even need to throw to him. But this guy, he's still good. He's still a star. His matchups, especially for fantasy playoffs, the next two matchups are fantastic, right? The Ra- the Raiders and then the Bengals. The Bengals are easily a bottom two team versus the tight end. So Travis Kelsey, don't get too down on yourself. Hopefully you survive this week. Travis Kelsey is going to show everybody why he's the man. And I know I love Sam Porter like a son. Sam Porter is awesome. Uh, you know, he blocked on seven pass plays. I'm just saying one little downer there. But I love Hawkinson. I love Laporta. But Travis Kelsey is going to show everyone why he is a super-duper megastar. So we'll all be ready for that. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, Skinny Rice Rice, baby, we're on it, dude. I'm feeling I'm, – I'm loving it, dude. I have the rookie of the year bet on him, which not going to happen. But, I mean, I don't know. Let's see what's going on with C.J. Stroud. I think Stroud should get it no matter what, to be honest. But I don't know. I'd make a little scratch if, if Rashi Rice did sneak in there, have some crazy games, steal it away. That'd be something. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, next team. Now we're into the loss territory. It means we're coming down the stretch. We hit all the losses, the Ray, the Las Vegas, the Los Angeles. Then we hit the news, the New Yorks, the New Englands, uh, the New Orleanses, and then we're out of here. All right. And now we're then we're loaded up. We're ready to rock and roll for week 16. Ready to take down those championships. Baby, let's go. Let's go. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh Adams, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, those guys you can trust. Uh Tucker. Trey Tucker and Hunter Renfro, they split the snaps, right? So I know Trey Tucker scored four, uh, two touchdowns. He did it on 13 routes, 13 out of possible 37 on four targets and a carry. Uh-uh, not a guy that I'm going to put into fantasy lineups. Maybe DFS, maybe in the, you know, the championship week if he comes out and plays more this week, but no chance for me on Trey Tucker. Not if he's going to play half the game. Him and Renfro, they split. So I need somebody to be hurt for me to even think about that. So no way. Michael Mayer, another guy we don't trust because he played, he only ran 22 of 37 routes. Austin Hooper ran 11 of 37. I like him in dynasty. We're stashing him, but he's just not there yet. So can't trust that guy. And then Zamir White, a guy that we, thankfully, John and Pemba, shout out John and Pemba, told everybody to start. I was on board with that, but he was really leading the charge on this guy before the season and now, and he got the bulk of the work in all phases. 17 carries, 21 routes run. Uh, That's double both for both categories. Amir Abdul only ran nine routes, six carries. So Zamir White, if Josh Jacobs is out, Zamir White is in. That's the way we roll. I'm down with it. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers deep in the loss section here. Uh, the lost world. 
Uh, Quinn Johnson and Josh Palmer both ran 32 and 30 routes. Do what you will with that. With Easton Stick at quarterback, I'm out. I'm trying not to. I mean, even Keenan Allen, if he comes back, is going to be scary. But, I mean, those are your options. Those are your options if Keenan Allen's out because you're not going to start Alex Alex Erickson, easy for me to say, or Jalen Guyton or Darius Davis or any of those guys. I also really don't trust Gerald Everett, to be honest. I know he got eight targets. It was a good matchup. But, again, he only played 41 of 65 snaps, only ran 24 of 36 routes. This guy has literally never once for the Chargers played more than 80% of the snaps. Not since he's been with the team two years. He's only played more than 70% three times. Didn't play more than 70% this week. Just not somebody I'm going to use. Nope. No Gerald Everett. Even with Donald Parham out, he didn't play the whole game. Nick Vanette and Stone Smart played. So if you could go combine all the tight ends into one guy, that would start that guy. But I'm not going to start Gerald Everett. You can if you want. But, you know, and you know, victory lap all you want if he does really good. It's just, to me, it's a bad bet. And I'm not going to do it, especially with this quarterback. Uh, Austin Eckler, also we were – This is an interesting one that I want to talk about very briefly. I know we've got to get through these games before Brits Blitz comes up next, but Eckler's very interesting because they told us they were going to split the snaps, right? And they told us they were going to compete for carries, and Isaiah Spiller got more carries than Eckler, and Eckler looked brutal. He looked slow. He did get five targets, but, I mean, it's it's bad. But here's the thing. The coach that said that and the coach that did that just got fired. So sometimes you see – these coaches get fired and what the interim coach does is he turns to the stars and says, Hey, what do you guys want to do? You know what I mean? Like that, that's what the Raiders did. And Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, they all did really well. They even won the game, the first game back. So I look at it and you know, everything that we were hearing about Eckler, maybe that's an entire program based thing, or maybe they're going to stick with that. Or maybe the guy that said that we should split this stuff up just got fired and Austin Eckler's back on the menu. So you know, it's, it is risky. And again, I'd like to see one week of it if I can avoid it, but I have a hard time believing there's all these people out there that have all these backs and they have Austin Eckler on the bench. So we'll have to see, but that's my thoughts on it. it trust me. It'd be way worse for Austin Eckler. If they, um, it'd be way worse for Austin Eckler if they kept the coaches because you know, again, that coach was the one that split things up. Uh, next team, Los Angeles Rams, Puka Nakua, Cooper cup stars. Uh, when Tutu Atwell is out, you can throw Demarcus Robinson in some DFS lineups. We did it this week. He scored a touchdown. Awesome. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's still Demarcus Robinson. They, all three of those guys played over 70 snaps. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua played all 75. Demarcus Robinson played 71. So, deeper leagues, you can start them. DFS, you can start Demarcus Robinson. But uh, he's still Demarcus Robinson. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, you start. Uh, Kyron Williams, you start for sure. 58 to 75 snaps. Got all the work in pretty much every phase. Love Kyron Williams. Uh, Tyler Higby, you don't trust this guy. I mean, I know he got five targets. He only ran 22 of 38 routes. And as the game went on, they mixed Davis Allen in more. I'm not sure if it was just because he was coming back from injury or not, but I don't know. I didn't trust Higby before. Definitely don't trust him now. Uh, Miami Dolphins, 61 total snaps. Tyreek Hill was out. As we took what we said, when he's out, Cedric Wilson plays more. Cedric Wilson led the team in snaps. Jalen Wilder was a real story though. I don't really trust Cedric Wilson. Maybe I'll, if Tyreek's out again, maybe I'll use him in DFS, but you're starting Jalen Waddle. You're starting both the running backs, Mostert and A-Chan. Mostert's a touchdown machine. A-Chan looked good. He looks healthy. He's going to be fine. Ted and you're not starting Durham Smith. So really this team is a four, five-player team if you count Tua. You know, it's Tua, it's Tyreek, it's Waddle, it's, it's Mostert, it's A-Chan. I'm not going to try and start. Cedric Wilson. Braxton Berrios played his partial work as well. Wilson DFS throw if Hill's out, but eh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, 
he played the Jets this week, so definitely a DFS throw. But I'm not going to lose my fantasy championship starting Cedric Wilson. That's not happening. So no Cedric Wilson. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson returned. And I'll tell you what, this week, official proof of what we've talked about all year long. All year long, we've done this show, and we've talked about certain rookies or young wide receivers and the flippening. The flippening is when a guy goes from being a part-time player to being a full-time player. We saw it with Chris Godwin when Deshaun Jackson and Adam Humphreys left. He went from being a part-time guy to a full-time guy, set the league on fire all year long. When Jefferson was healthy, K.J. Osborne was playing more snaps than Jordan Addison. Then Jefferson went out. Addison proved his worth. When Jefferson came back, sure enough, now Jordan Addison is playing more than K.J. Osborne. 65 snaps for Jordan for Justin Jefferson, 62 for Jordan Addison, 37 for K.J. Osborne. It's wheels up for Jordan Addison. There's a lot of guys out there, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Josh Downs and Jaden Reed. We want to see them play full snaps. It's not happening yet. It's happening for Jordan Addison. This is a guy we trust. We're getting him in there. He scored two touchdowns. We're not chasing the touchdowns. This isn't. That's the difference between Jordan Addison and Trey Tucker. We're, we're chasing the usage. We're chasing the targets. That's what we want. And the usage and the targets are now good for Jordan Addison. So, boom. TJ Hawkinson, you start. Justin Jefferson, you start. If – uh, Alexander Madison's out. Ty Chandler looked better than Madison did. There's again, this happened before where he looked good and they gave the job back to Madison. I want to see Chandler play more. He just looks like a good player out there. And he got 55 snaps of 68, pretty much all the carries, 17 routes run. Ty Chandler with no Alexander Madison is great for fantasy football. Speaking of great for fantasy football, the opposite would be the New England Patriots. Next team up, we're into the new territory now. So the new land, first up, New England Patriots, 53 snaps, bad, just bad football, man. And which is good for me. I'm a Patriots fan. I want to get a good draft pick, see if we can find a new one of these guys, the Tom Brady's of the world. Probably not that easy, but it's a lot easier if you have the second or third or fourth pick. So hopefully that happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, Devontae Parker, Demario Douglas led in snaps. They, you know, 31 routes for Parker out of 35 possible. Demario Douglas only ran 25, so – yeah, but he's the most explosive player. He got five targets. He's your best bet. I even I like him over Parker. I don't care about the snaps there as long as Douglas is playing his role. He's the most fun. Hunter Henry, surprisingly, came out nine targets. We know he's good in the red zone. Nine targets is pretty rare for this guy. He scored a touchdown and almost scored another one, right? He was very close to scoring again. They called it back on a penalty, which stinks. But problem with Henry is he still only played 38 of 53 snaps. Only ran 26 of 35 routes, so we really can't move him way up. People are going to want me to do that, and I'm not going to. I'll move him up to, like, high-end tight end two territory, but, like, he's not playing the whole game. He's not going out there like Isaiah Likely and playing every single snap. So we're just not going to move him up chasing touchdowns. In your standard leagues, go ahead and do what you want if you play standard. I don't play standard. Uh, Zeke Elliott, as long as Ramondre Stevenson's out, we're going to get him in lineups. He played 46 of 53 snaps. Targets were there. Carries were there. We just got to chase the usage, man. They don't care. Like, he's – with Ramondre out, he's the show. He's the guy. So, got to get him in lineups, man. Can't ignore that. Uh, next team, New Orleans Saints in the middle of the news here. Uh, this is one I warned you guys on. I really – I don't want to beat a dead horse on this, but Taysom Hill, this is what happens. And the thing is, I th- a lot of people that start Taysom Hill, they don't need me to tell them that because they know what can happen. They've seen it. This is now the fifth time, no, sixth time this year, this guy has scored four or fewer points in in PPR. This is the second time 
he scored like less than two points, right? One game he scored 0.4. This week he had five yards. Five yards is what he had. So don't start that guy. I try to tell you not to. But again, the people that do start him, they understand the, you know, the repercussions. So I don't gotta, I don't have to get too deep in that. Uh very strange snap distribution for this team with Chris Olave out. The short and sweet is that nobody played the whole game. Nobody did. Not Shahid, not Lynn Bowden. The out of 62 snaps, the leader played ran. 30, uh, had 37 snaps. That was Lynn Bowden. Yikes. If I'm going to play anyone, it's going to be Rashid Shahid, but he's not moving way up in my rankings because he didn't play the whole game. He still is just a part-time guy. Uh, so he's your best bet. I'm not going to start Lynn Bowden or A.T. Perry or any of those guys. Uh, Foster Moreau, Juwan Johnson split the snaps. Can't trust them. Taysom Hill already said can't trust him. Jimmy Graham is like probably going to – he probably has a record for – most touchdowns on fewest routes run once again only ran four routes scored a touchdown again so yeah i don't know dfs dart throw obviously you can't just play that guy uh alvin kamara is a guy you start every week i mean 16 carries 14 routes run i know jamal williams mixed in but i'm in on kamara i'm getting going uh new york giants 62 snaps at wide receiver darius slayton led followed by wandell robinson 43 44 routes for slayton 43 for wandell Jalen Hyatt was the third man in the field stretcher. A little bit hard to use him. Honestly, can't really use any of these guys. I mean, you're not going to start Darius Slayton in like a real league. You're not going to start Tommy DeVito. The one guy that – the two guys actually that you really can trust are – I know Saquon didn't have great usage this week, but I'm still rolling him out where I need to. Matt Burita mixed in on some pass plays, but he's still Saquon Barkley. Uh, you, I mean, if you can't fit Saquon Barkley in your flex, then your team is so good that who cares? But I'm still probably going to use him. The guy I'm really excited for is Darren Waller because he came back. They eased him back in. He only played like 40% of the snaps, but he still got five targets, caught four passes. Some sites are reporting six targets. Uh, and I'll tell you, his his next two games, the Eagles and the Rams, both bottom five defenses versus the tight end. So, yeah, we could use Waller here. Uh, we're getting up against it with time. Make sure you hang out after this. Brits Blitz coming up next. Should be a really fun episode. I'm going to get through these last few teams. Uh, should be pretty easy to rifle through. New York Jets, for instance, 58 snaps. You're starting Garrett Wilson if you have to. You're starting Brees Hall if you have to. Although, Izzy Abanacanda played more snaps this week. So 23 for Brees Hall, 22 for Izzy. That scares me a little bit, especially because Izzy ran more routes than Brees Hall. So I don't trust Tyler Conklin. I don't trust Randall Cobb, Xavier Gibson, Alan Lazard. I don't really trust Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers comes back. We'll start Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard, but I don't think he's going to after they lost this week. I think they got eliminated. So what are you going to do there? So who cares? Eagles, next team in alphabetical order. They play tonight. Steelers, 58 snaps. Same as always. It's George Pickens. It's Deontay Johnson. And then Allen Robinson is the third man. Patrick Frymuth ran 26 of 30 routes. The running backs split work. This time, because the game script, Jalen Warren played a lot more than Najee Harris. Jalen Warren ran 25 routes. Najee Harris only ran four. So that's kind of damning on Najee Harris that he obviously he got more run work, but Jalen Warren clearly is the pass down back now. That's going to have us ranking Jalen Warren ahead of Najee Harris in most formats because this is a team that's not set to win many games they're going to have to throw. So not good there. But the, the reality is Mitch Trubisky stinks, dude. They benched him for Mason Rudolph. If Kenny Pickett doesn't come back, I it's really hard to start Fryermuth. It's hard to start Pickens and Deontay Johnson too. So. Tough sledding. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, very easy team here. 56 snaps. You start Brock Purdy everywhere. You start Christian McCaffrey everywhere. You start Brandon Ayuk everywhere. 
You start Debo Samuel everywhere. You start George Kittle everywhere. That's it. George Kittle is the one that scares us the most, but he can do more with less. You saw it this week, only two catches, but 50 something yards. He's going to break the mold probably for tight ends that are not a top two target on their team that can still finish top five or six or whatever. Uh, I've never had a guy from my fades article finish top five. George Kittle might do it. I went a little bold this year with Kittle and Fryermuth and Dallas Goddard all in the fades article. Uh, you know, Gerald Everett, Irv Smith, all those guys. But this year, George Kittle might break the streak. We'll have to see. Uh, but again, he's a little scary target wise. So I don't know. Seattle plays tonight, Monday Night Football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 68 snaps. Chris Godwin, a guy that was not really showing up for us and was also hurt this week. So kind of an easy sit comes out and has a monster game. So, you know, rest of the way, Chris Godwin, not a bad option. Cheers to you guys who started him or had to start him. Good stuff there. Mike Evans, you're starting every week. He's a star. Trey Palmer is the next man up. And that's a guy who, let's see what happens. In Dynasty, you got to be stashing Trey Palmer because what happens with Mike Evans? What happens with Chris Godwin? Can Palmer be a top two target? And, uh, you know, speaking of the top two target rule, Kate Odden. He is proof. This is a guy that he ran 31 of 33 routes this week. You know, good usage, but they have Evans. They have Godwin. They have Rashad White. Why is he going to get a bunch of targets? So sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But at this stage, no Kate Otten for me. He This is the second time he's done this to us, played the entire game and just not really involved. So no interest, man. He's becoming – he's starting to look more like Durham Smythe than he is Dallas Goddard. So there you go, dude. Uh, some of us, you know, one C in the chat – a great stream, first time. Are Hertz and Geno going to start tonight or what? Yeah, honestly, stay tuned after this. I'm covering the uh, the what's happened so far. Brits Blitz, she's plugged in with all that stuff. With you know, she uh, does our waivers articles. She does the injury stuff, a lot of that stuff. So she's gonna be plugged in. Definitely hang for her show and ask her her thoughts on whether Hertz and Geno are gonna go because she, I've been spent all morning preparing for this while she's been scouring that kind of information. And she's also gonna do a little bit of therapy couch for you guys to help out uh, the people that are stressing, the people that are, uh, you know, sweating out wins. So definitely hang on for that coming up right after on this channel, hit like, and subscribe on the fantasy alarm YouTube channel. You'll never miss this stuff. We own the 1 PM, the 3 PM block every day. We have content for you. It's good stuff. So definitely hang out with us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Buccaneers Rashad white. Awesome. You're starting them every week. Next team, Tennessee Titans. This is a sad one because, you know, Derrick Henry, terrible game only like 10 yards on 20 touches, which is insane. And he was, you know, he's pretty sad after the game saying, you know, he knows the end is here. The team got eliminated from playoffs. And that's what scares me a little bit because like DeAndre Hopkins, he got nine targets. He's been getting a lot of targets lately. You probably think that you should just start him, but this is the kind of guy that could be checked out a bit. Uh, we've seen it in the past where like, you know, when things aren't going well, he mentally checks out. So I don't know. You can still chase the targets. I'm sure he's going to play hard, but I don't know. It worries me a little bit. Traylon Burks got back up to a full snap share, 48 snaps. Maybe we see more of him down the stretch as they see who's going to be part of this team moving forward or not. But, you know, it's kind of hard to trust Burks or more or, or Nick Westbury Kine. And Chig Okonkwo, 28, 25 of 36 routes run. Not going to go there with Chig, unfortunately. A guy that I'm rooting for long term, but right now just can't, can't go there with him. Uh, with the Washington Commanders, Terry McLaurin, you know, that was a guy that we were high on for once this week because of the matchup with the Rams. He paid off. Curtis Samuel paid off. John Dotson, you weren't starting him anyway, John Dotson, but he's just he's not melding well with Sam Howell. He needs somebody that can throw the jump ball, can get him the type of passes that he needs. I don't know if he's – you're not probably going to drop him in Dynasty unless it's really shallow, but definitely can't use him. 
rest of the way. Uh, Logan Thomas, another one that's disappointed us. 34 routes of 41 isn't bad. Only one target, though. So no more Logan Thomas. There's a lot of these guys that we're just crossing out. So many more guys that we trust at tight end that you don't have to start Logan Thomas anymore. If you started him, that's on me because I this is a great matchup for tight ends. The Rams are bottom three matchups. So anyone that started Logan Thomas, put the blame on me for that one because me and Howard Bender, we you know we were doing our best to to look at the routes, look at the targets in most cases, look at the matchup. Should have worked out. Didn't really work out. So sorry about that. Uh, Antonio Gibson with no Brian Robinson, still split with Chris Rodriguez to some degree. Rodriguez got more run work. So probably going to avoid all this. 28 snaps for Gibson, 19 for Rodriguez, 13 for Jonathan Williams. I mean, and Williams left the game with an injury. So I don't know. I just really don't like that split. And that's it, man. That's the whole rundown. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for hitting like and subscribe. Thank you, Adam Bernard, for setting everything up behind the scenes. We're doing our best to to help you guys out. I do this every week. It takes me all morning to set up so that you guys can just have the information, hear it, you know, digest everything you saw yesterday with the numbers. And now you can relax, man. One hour in, out, Brit Blitz after this. Use promo code COOP over at myffpc.com. They'll give you 25 when you deposit 35 or more. And that's it for us. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Take care.